You're listening to In Block Press, a weekly newsletter and occasional podcast that focuses on guns, politics, and 3D printing. Visit inblockpress.com to subscribe. Welcome back, everybody. It's the In Block Press podcast. Uh, we are talking this week with Tommy, who created a little bit of a stir on Twitter uh, <laughs> this uh, this past week. Uh, mainly with a tweet about optics. So the tweet said, and I'll just uh, quote here, it said, Time for some FUD busters. There is not a single component of basic pistol or rifle marksmanship that cannot be taught using an optic instead of iron sights. Now this produced uh, a lot of unhappy people, a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of idiots, a lot of uh, people going crazy about it. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. I wanted to, you know, have him on and talk about this because w- when I saw it at first, you know, my first reaction was to not like it. And then after thinking about it for, you know, 10 seconds, I realized, well, this is actually true. Uh, there's nothing in the basic fundamentals of marksmanship that stops someone from shooting. Uh, with an optic or learning to shoot with an optic. Uh, Even though for a lot of people, that's not how we learned. A lot of people started with iron sights, but optics have evolved greatly in the past 10, 15 years in terms of accessibility, compatibility, and affordability. And so I wanted to talk to Tommy about it and kind of see what made the tweet come up, what his thoughts are on it and uh, get his his side of this. So, Tommy, why don't you uh, let us know a little bit about your shooting background um, and what inspired this train of thought? Um, I mean, I've been shooting off and on for a good chunk of my life. Uh, I actually learned how to shoot when I was uh, shoot handgun when I was eighteen uh, in in Finland of all places. <clears throat> I was uh, visiting a friend out there, and and uh, her father actually was one of the top five target pistol shooters in Finland at the time. Uh, took me to the range, and I so I kind of got the bug from there. Um, then, uh, you know, over the years, became a police officer. So, you know, of, of course, I made the effort to become even more proficient. You know, picked up rifle. But um, what what got the the train of thought going for me? Um, I'm an overthinker, uh, and and uh, I just, you know, I was sitting thinking about how with, uh, as I'm aging and as my eyes are aging, I've been having more and more trouble with iron sights. And I was thinking, you know, God, I'd be in trouble if I had to learn how to shoot today because everybody, I, I mean, and I used the word several times, you know, in the uh, in the poop storm that resulted from that tweet was that it's this dogmatic obsession with, oh, you have to learn how to shoot with iron sights before you use an optic. Why? You know, why is that? And I sat and I thought and I thought and I sat. And I mean, I'm talking over a period of two or three days, I just kind of molded over and I could not come up with a reason why. It's like if I, if somebody were to hand a new shooter, a rifle or a pistol with a, a red dot on it, all of the, all of the basic things that you teach a new shooter you could shoot, you could teach them just as easily, if not more so, you know, stance, 
Well, you know, that, that's not affected. Grip. I mean, I think especially on a pistol, using a grip gives you, using an optic gives you more feedback. You know, you, you would advance quicker in that area. And I just went down the list and I, I couldn't think of a single thing that would be hampered by learning on an optic instead of a, a, a iron sights. And then, of, of course, you know, being me, uh, I had to be a little sarcastic when I uh, presented my thoughts to the Twitter world. And, well, you saw the result. Right. Yeah, there was a lot of people, uh, you know, who didn't seem too enthusiastic with the take. I mean, I, th- I think overall, uh, I mean, obviously, what, like what you said is, is correct. The fundamentals of uh, marksmanship uh, should hold true agnostic of sighting system, assuming that you, you have some type of sighting system. Uh, have you, I mean, I'm assuming you have taught others to shoot. Have you done any AB testing with this or uh, anything like that? No, I have not. Um, like I said, just the, you know, the, the idea came into my consciousness, you know, probably, I don't know, two, three, four days before I tweeted it. I mean, I'm not a, a, you know, caveat, I am not a firearms instructor, but, uh, you know, like anybody who has been a shooting enthusiast for any real length of time, I have taken new shooters out and, and shown them the basics. Uh, you know, I've done this many times. And so, uh, it just, you know, I thought back to what I showed people. And again, same thing. I, I, you know, would I have done anything different if they had an optic or as opposed to iron sights? No, aside from explaining, actually explaining how the sighting system worked, because, you know, there are big differences between the two. But but uh, as far as actually showing people, hey, this is how you operate the gun, this is how you hold it, this is how you stand, this is how you pull the trigger, all of that stuff, it would, would be identical. Right, and I think uh, that that's kind of what I landed on, too, not as, like, my knee-jerk reaction, uh, but after like I said, thinking about it for a little bit, uh, kind of landed on, well, it, sh- it shouldn't matter. Uh, I think it's because it, the other thing that people took out of, out of context with what you said is a lot of people took that as saying that you shouldn't learn how to shoot with iron sights. Uh, <laughs> right. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't think that's what you were saying at all. Um, uh, you know, and it, it shouldn't quite matter uh, your optic system, like you said, as long as your fundamentals are correct. Like as long as your shooting position is fine, and your breathing, and your aiming, and your trigger pull is fine, uh, the optic itself shouldn't necessarily matter. Uh, you and I, you know, had a, a friendly exchange about it. You know, I mean, my only concern I guess with the teaching method is I I see a lot of um, you know a lot of new shooters who come through uh, the the shooting range and they just uh, basically they want to get up and running very quickly and they they don't want to take the time I guess to become uh, like a a student of of weapon craft to steal from Clint Smith on that Um, and they want to see a kind of immediate gratification without having to do their homework so to speak uh, and so, you know, putting a red dot onto like a, you know, an AR-15, uh, and going out to the range is, 
you know, it's a very quick way to get some immediate gratification um, and kind of take some shortcuts uh, if you were approaching it as uh, someone who didn't know any better, uh, you know, so that's, I think would be the only, uh, maybe, you know, at, at least the, the biggest drawback, I think, that seems uh, like something that would be likely. Uh, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? My response to that would be twofold. And the first part of that, uh, and it was something that was kind of central to my argument, really, is that um, would you not want your student, your new shooter, to experience early success? You know, would you not want them to realize, hey, this is a skill I can learn. You know, you know, look how well I'm doing already. And now you have them hooked. You have somebody who has that early confidence and they're more likely to maintain some degree of enthusiasm for the, the hobby, the sport, the, the activity of shooting. Uh, and as opposed to, you know, if, if iron sights, and again, especially on a handgun, you know, they're, they're more difficult to use, um, you know, they might struggle early on. And now, you know, now you have to convince them to keep shooting. Um, and the other, the other side of that is if you have somebody who is, you know, prone to shortcuts or who is not, not looking to be a serious student, I guess, or not willing to put in long-term effort, then that's going to manifest in other areas of their training anyway. And, you know, if you present them with iron sights instead and it's something that gives them more difficulty then I think you're, you know, more likely, they're more likely to dip out and I say not give up, but lose interest more quickly. Uh, you know, I think that if you take away some of the things that somebody has to learn early on, then, you know, then you can introduce the more difficult things as they move on. Okay, cool. Now you've, now you've learned how to, you know, have a smooth, consistent, you know, finger placement on the trigger, trigger pull. You know, you've got your grip kind of dialed in. You're comfortable with stance. Your balance is good. Okay, now here's how you use iron sights and learn to focus your eyes on like three different things at once. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's like teaching somebody to drive on a automatic versus on a stick shift. You know, when you're learning to drive, there's a lot to learn. And if you're having to learn when to press the clutch, when to shift, how to feather the clutch at the same time that you're having to learn okay, you know, how hard do I press the brake? How quickly do I accelerate? How does this whole steering thing work? You know, you are just making it more difficult. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, it's a tough, I don't know, tough, uh, train of thought to divest from because firearms is, a you know, people really get set in their ways with firearms, with how they shoot, with how they teach people to shoot, the, the doctrine, the philosophies on uh, shooting and learning to shoot uh, is very kind of kind of resistant to change as as the community, uh, like the community itself is very resistant to the changes with this. Uh, and in some ways that can be good, but in some ways it can, you know, really be a drawback. Um, I think it's a mixed bag. I mean, why, why do you think that uh, maybe the gun community especially is resistant to this type of uh, evolution, so to speak. I think it's just more human nature. Um, you know, somebody put out a, 
a video of various generations, you know, throughout human history showing off advances in weaponry, you know, and then the old generation, you know, their grandfather in this video. Well, you know, Sonny, you know, and, and like, you know, the old way is always better. It's people always want to think that the way they learned it is is the pinnacle of technology. And, you know, if you have somebody who learned how to shoot 30, 40, 50 years ago with iron sights, you know, they're not going to want to think, oh, wait, you know, maybe there's a better way to do it. And now I have to learn this better way to do it. They want to think, okay, I've already got it nailed and this is it. Um, and, and to, to think that there's a better way out there than what you know, you know, the human ego, I don't think likes to contemplate that. Yeah. I I think that's certainly a factor. I mean, it it is honestly for me, like when I, when I saw your tweet, I was like, uh, well, you know, I learned how to shoot on iron sights. Uh, that was a very common response, (laughs) you know? And so I think everybody should learn to shoot on iron sights, but, on reflection, I, I mean, the whole point of uh, like the military, for instance, the whole point of the military adopting uh, M68 like aim points is that you can take soldiers who are 18 from all walks of life, all levels of intelligence, all levels of mechanical proficiency, uh, and teach them to engage a man-sized target at 300 meters if you have a red dot or an ACOG. Um, or an EOTech or some similar optic on it. Like it reduces the learning curve to proficiency uh, and, enha- you know, that in- that enhances lethality with the military, it enhances lethality with defensive shootings. Uh, so as an, as an aggregate, I mean, access to these types of sites are, uh, you know, very positive. This, this equips the lay person to be more effective with a firearm my own cognitive dissonance on this. I know this, that, Hey, red dots are good. And then I also go, well, no, you should learn on iron sights. Uh, <laughs> you know, because that's how I did it. I don't know. I can think of at least three or four different replies that were something of the nature of you're probably right, but I don't like it. Or, or, uh, <laughs> right. you know, I think you're right, but I'm really not ready to admit it. You know, I, I did get some of that. It was kind of, it was kind of humorous. And I, I, I was very appreciative of the, the self-awareness of the people who said that. Yeah, yeah, certainly. I mean, that was, uh, in a lot of ways, that was my sentiment, on, you know, on it as well. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think it's, you're on the right track. Now, I did have somebody who... Um, at least from everything I can gather, was uh, some sort of marksmanship, marksmanship instructor for the military, uh, uh, the Army, from what I gathered. And what he, what he said is that he noticed that, you know, people who are given adjustable stocks, uh, LPVO optics, you know, your low-power variable optics, and uh, a whole bunch of different things to adjust, that, that they tend to get over their skis a little more quickly and... Uh, you know, lose things like, you know, length of pull and, and, um, uh, eye box and, and, you know, scope shadow becomes a problem. And, you know, and I can see his point on that. And, and he said that, you know, for him, at least it was easier to teach a large number of people, especially a large number of people with little to no experience to shoot on iron sights more quickly. 
And, and I can kind of see his point on that. But, you know, what he said about all those variables, I think it kind of in the end goes back and supports what I said, because now you are adding in extra things to have to learn. Whereas, you know, something simple like here's your red dot or, you know, here's your optic and here's the stock. Don't touch them. Just leave it where it is until we learn these basics, you know. Um, so it kind of goes back. Whereas if you add variables, it makes it more difficult. And if you take them away, it becomes more easy. And so, you know, your basic red dot site, your aim point, your EOTech, uh, you know, whatever you're going to have mounted on there. It becomes the ideal teaching tool. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, that's that's a good point. The LPVO uh, enhances uh, or increases the complexity. You know, I mean, greatly, of course. Uh, I mean, variable is in the name, so it's right. <laughs> you know, it's going to give you trouble. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean the. The good thing with iron sights, especially on a, on a rifle, is that uh, I think it's very easy to put the thought into someone's mind's eye that you're aligning the back of this tube and the front of this tube uh, against a target, which is n not something that's uh, intuitive to visualize if you're just looking through like an aim point, for instance. And, and I get that, and it's... The thing is, do you, do you need to know that 100% in order to shoot a rifle effectively? It's something that, and it's also something that can be diagrammed very easily as well, because when you're teaching somebody to shoot, especially at any sort of range, you know, what are the, one of the concepts they're going to have to learn is... You know, that a bullet goes up and down, that, that, you know, it's not moving in a straight line. And so, you know, you're going to have to draw that little diagram of, you know, your sort of, you know, long, gentle arc of the bullet going through the, you know, the straight line, which represents the line of sight. And you can just as easily explain that using the optic. You know, here's your dot. You're looking through your dot. And, you know, that dot, whether you're looking at something, you know, a yard away or a thousand yards away, you know, that dot represents a straight line. And so you can kind of teach it that way as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's another, um, that's almost like a philosophical question because when you're looking at training someone to use a firearm, uh, it's probably not the most important part of it that they have an in-depth understanding of ballistics or how the machine itself works but what is important is that they can create a proper sight picture and put rounds on target uh, you know I mean it, it, uh, like the saying goes speed is great and accuracy is final uh, the, the army the military uh, a defensive gun user, a hobbyist, a target shooter, any of these people, uh, you define effectiveness by hitting the desired target, not by having a holistic understanding of how the system functions as a whole. And some of that stuff is, is almost easier to explain once the student has seen a few results. Like, right. okay, why did your bullet land where it did? You know, because right. of this. 
Yeah, and you get enthusiasm and buy-in from uh, students who are able to see quick wins also, uh, especially if they're people who otherwise don't have an interest in uh, firearms per se or marksmanship per se. Like these are people who, uh, you know, like if you look at someone who's getting into defensive handgun, um, they, they're probably not getting into it as a hobby. They're probably getting into it because their neighbor's house got broken into. And so they're not going to spend, uh, you know, a thousand hours like you or I watching Forgotten Weapons and, you know, all, all this type of stuff. Uh, they just want the shortest, most uh, or least unpleasant distance from learning how to shoot to being able to effectively engage their target. You know, I, I think, and I, and I believe I mentioned this earlier, but since you're talking about handgun, it's, to me, it is a, a much bigger issue in teaching handgun than in teaching rifle. Um, just physiologically, if nothing else, just because of the increased distance between, you know, this, the, the rear sight and the front sight on a rifle, as opposed to a handgun, you know, on your average rifle, you're you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 inches between the two. So the, those, those focal planes being further apart, being more distinct, makes it easier to maintain the focus visually where it needs to be to effectively use the iron sights. Whereas, a, whereas when you have a handgun, you know, your, your sights are two, three, four inches apart. And having to dial in and, and focus on that front sight when your rear sight, the, the rear sight visual plane is so close, I think you're, you're, you're giving the student something that they have to spend a lot of mental energy focusing on. Uh, you know, not as a, you know, not just visual focus, but mental focus on that. Yeah. Where you put that dot in front of them and say, okay, where this dot is, is where the bullet's going. And, you know, after they, after they get comfortable with that, then, then again, you go back and you introduce your other concepts. Right. And that, that's very true, especially with handgun handgun, obviously being much more challenging, uh, to learn than rifle. You know, I mean, for all the reasons you listed, it's a shorter sight radius. Um, you're not shooting from a supported position. Uh, errors in your sight picture matter, uh, orders of magnitude more than they do. It's, it's just, it's just way less forgiving on a, a four inch barrel than it is on a 20 inch barrel. Maybe another thing is that a lot of guys who are used to iron sights and have been shooting iron sights for, you know, any real extended length of time, they struggle when they pick up a pistol with a, a red dot on it. I did. It, I did too. The, you know, the, when I started realizing, okay, you know, my shooting has gone downhill a little bit. Why is that? And I started playing with my grip and in my stance and some of that helped a little but then it dawned on me, you know, when I went and I got my first pair of progressive lenses, I was like, huh, you know, maybe my eyes have something to do with this. God, what did I do? I had a Glock 19 at the time and I, I got the, the dovetail mount of shame and I put an RMR on top of it. And, you know, that thing stuck up about a foot and a half, but, you know, um, and then I, I put that RMR on there and once it was all, all set up, I picked it up and I looked through it and that dot was just like wiggling around like nobody's business. And I thought to myself, oh my God, what have I done? You know, and, and I, I think a lot of longtime iron sight, iron sight shooters experience the same thing. 
And, you know, they're like, oh, you know what? I, I don't want to deal with all that. I'm just going to keep shooting iron sights. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I mean, I honestly still am in the same boat. I, I don't run an optic on my pistol. Uh, and I tried it. I, I gave it like a year of uh, EDCing with uh, an, R- an RMR and I just never uh, gained like a comfort level with it that I liked. Uh, and I eventually went back to iron sights just because that's what I was most comfortable with, especially with handgun, you know, like, like you draw and your natural sight picture, you know, should be, you know, what is presented to you. And so I found that whereas before when I drew my front sight was my natural point of focus. Now I had to like kind of hunt around for this reticle. Uh, I probably could have overcome it. I mean, to, to be honest, I just, gave it a, an intermediate level of effort to learn and just said, you know, screw it. I'm going back to what I'm, what I know. And, and that's fine. You know, that's personal preference. If, if you've got, you know, if you've got a guy like you who is used to iron sights and that's what you're comfortable shooting and you can shoot it accurately and effectively, then, you know, that's fine. Uh, you know, my, and, and, you know, your category of response was was a, a a large part of the response I got, and it's like, well, okay, that's fine. It works for you. I'm talking about what are we doing with new shooters? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I, I think new shooters uh, definitely benefit from this, and and I I see this at the range where a lot of uh, people who are very frustrated with their handguns that try somebody's pistol that has a you know, like a Romeo one on it or an RMR or something like that. And, uh, immediately they just take to it because they, you know, they don't have the, uh, bad habits is the wrong word, but the established habit of using iron sights. Yeah. And I, I taught my wife how to shoot on a, on a, a dot site. And I taught her to shoot how with, with irons as well. Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, and it, and it was I, I put it in front of her, and her first response is, "Wow, that's cool." You know, so even even that, you know, you just kind of generate that little that little click of dopamine for them. You know, like, oh wow, this is like, you know, this is just like Call of Duty. You know, that's. Uh... I mean, I think it's important. I think uh, you were correct on this, and it's something that a lot of people should probably come around to, which is that if you want people to. Uh, be able to hit their target, then this makes it easier and faster to do. And just being stuck in your ways and your habits is not on its own a justifiable reason uh, to steer someone away from it. And then also you have the the feedback from the dot, you know, especially once you have that new shooter, you know, kind of established and they are in the, you know, they are in that study pipeline, they're in that, mm-hmm. that training pipeline, and you can use that visual feedback that the dot gives that iron sights simply don't provide. Yeah, that's very true. And it's also a good way to highlight uh, any, any bad habits with their shooting, like a bad trigger pull or something like that. Students will say, well, the red dot was right on the bullseye and now it's three inches low and two inches to the left what went wrong 
and that highlights, well, hey, there was some issue with where your trigger broke or your breathing or your grip or something to that effect. It, it does provide a useful uh, visual there. Right. And, and, it, and it doesn't hide anything either. You know, it, right. is, it is merciless. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's very merciless. Yeah. It was <laughs> very humbling the first time I put a... Uh, God, a yeah, that's a very good word for it. Yeah, I just... I, it took me, I'd say probably a good two to three months of, of weekly or bi-weekly range trips, you know, to, to get at least baseline comfortable shooting it. And then, you know, I did a lot of... Um, you know, ready ups and, and draws and trying to acquire the dot and even just just holding the pistol out and working on my grip until I had a grip that kept the dot, you know, more steady than it was. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it just, while it was definitely very difficult to use, get used to because, you know, I was one of the guys that had been shooting iron sights for 20 plus years. It, you know, when you, because I put the effort into it, I think it, it went from humbling to just becoming basically something that, that saved my ability to shoot a handgun. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That, and that, that makes total sense. Uh, okay. I mean, if you don't mind me asking what, uh, what, what optic are you running? Like what's your, what's your setup? Um, I've got a couple of different, uh, optics. Um, I'm a big hollow sun fan. Um, so I've, I've run uh, and do run hollow sun optics on rifles and handguns, uh, you know, the 507C or the 407C or the 407-507K. Um, on a couple of my Canics, because anybody who follows me knows I'm also a massive Canic fanboy, uh, mm -hmm. I actually have the Canic branded optic. Uh, they, the name kind of sucks. They call it the mechanic, but... Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, fine. But the optic itself is really good, so I run those. Uh, and then um, that that first RMR that I, I put on my uh, old Glock uh, actually now rides offset on one of my long guns. Okay, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm also a hollow sun respecter. That's a... Uh, I, I, you know, I know they're Chinese, but they really give Trijicon and Aimpoint uh, a run for their money. What do you want when you put a dot on your pistol? Do you want something that is just going to be a hundred percent bomb proof that, you know, something that a cockroach is going to be able to pick up and use effectively after nuclear war wipes humanity from the planet? Or, you know, or, you know, do you want something that you're going to spend, you know, about 55, 60, 65 percent of the money on uh, that's still very reasonably tough and that has a lot of really cool features, you know? It, it, it what, what you know it, it, you have to kind of decide what it is but i get the whole you know oh it's chinese argument it's like okay fine so is your cell phone you know right so are half right. the electronics in your car you know so is your cd player or your dvd player at home so is your television you know i'd like to be able to afford to buy everything made in the usa but you know i i i think the segment of the population that's actually able to do that is probably pretty small no, I agree, and uh, I've—I mean, I had a five hundred seven K for a while, and uh, the, it, some of these hollow sun red dots or hollow sun RMR style optics have um, better features than what you find on a Trigicon. Like the fact that you have to take a Trigicon RMR off of your gun to change the battery. It, <laughs> 
you know, it's insane that you would pay two, three hundred dollars more to have to take your gun or have to take your optic off your gun to swap out the battery. And I get that it can take a direct hit from a JDAM, but but it's <laughs> but I can't, you know, you <laughs> exactly it's it's like, OK, fine. My dot is tougher than I am, I guess. That's great. Um, but yeah, it, it's and it, also now we're now we're getting back into the new shooter. It's like, hey, oh, you want to put a dot on your pistol? Okay, you can get this really cool one for I don't know two two fifty ish, you know, or you know, go out and spend five hundred on an RMR, right? Which is going to right. be more appealing to somebody who is just learning to do something and not sure how much money they want to invest into it. Yeah, no, that's a that's a very good point. I mean, that's a very good corollary. And it, again, I mean, these red dots, especially uh, the hollow suns, some of the uh, vortex. Uh, you know, there, there, there are of course lower tier Chinese ones that are junk like NC star and that kind of thing. But if you, you really can't go wrong with hollow sun, um, vortex, uh, you know, I make fun of sometimes, but they're fine. And I've never run a vortex, but everyone that runs them seem to like, right. Right. And it makes it more accessible for the average shooter, like you said. So if you can get someone who, uh, last week wanted nothing to do with guns and this week has something that is accessible to them where they can um, get on target and it's within their price range and it turns them into a pro gun voter. It turns them into a, uh, you know, upright citizen who is armed, something like this. A, me- a member of the two way community and a, you know, a supporter of individual rights. Right. Uh, then, there's not a, there's no argument against that. This is something that, you know, people should probably come around to accepting and, uh, kind of let go of the, you know, it has to be iron sights. First time you need to be doing push ups with this sleeping with your rifle, that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. You know, and, and I kind of, I, I kind of go back to when I, when I first learned and when I was first getting into shooting, I mean, Dots on a pistol. I mean, I think they were a thing. Like you know, your your guys that hunted with revolvers were probably mounting scopes on them. But you know, th- we're, we're talking back in '94. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, the, uh, maybe Doctor was just coming on the scene then. I don't know. I had never heard of it. Uh, but the 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 difference now, in, like you said, the accessibility, the affordability, the reliability of these items. Uh, and no, the battery's not going to just die on you. They last a year, folks. They're fine. <laughs> just, yes. just change it on your birthday. You'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I just I couldn't let that go any longer. No, that's that's very. That, I I hate when people say, "Well, what if your battery dies?" It's like, well, you know, these have uh, a lot of these optics have like a fifty thousand hour battery life. Yeah, and never mind if you get a Holosun that's got a a, a solar backup on top of that. Right. Uh, you know, but right. that, that aside, it's just that the, the technology has reached the point where, you know, it is a valid and affordable option. And it's something that new shooters should be exposed to because the more of these things that get out there, the more of these that are purchased from these companies that are making quality units, the more money they're going to have to invest into even better technologies. And, and, and you're going to get even better stuff that much faster. I think it's a 
a good point. I think it's worth it to learn iron sights. It's worth it to focus on the, the small details, but I think you're right that, uh, for new shooters, it's hard to argue against, uh, putting some, some wins in the wind column right up front using red dots, uh, especially on handguns. I'm a guy that, you know, used to plink golf balls from a hundred yards using the irons on a $98 SKS. I mean, <laughs> you know, you, if you caught me 20 years ago, I'd be in the irons first camp, but it, it, it's just, sure. you know, we can't, we can't ignore it any longer. You can't. Yeah, no, they're, uh, totally prevalent and it's come a long way. It's much more accessible. They're much higher quality at this point. Uh, and you, you get a lot more for your dollar and a lot more pistols that are rolling off the assembly line are ready to go for red dots. You know, this used to be something that even, uh, five years ago, four years ago, you would send your slide off to get milled out. That's what I did with my Glock. I ended up, you know, that stupid dovetail side, I got tired of that and I spent, you know, 200 bucks to have it milled and Cerakoted. Right. Right. And now, um, pretty much every major manufacturer sends flagship guns out that are cut for an optic. Yeah. You can go out and for, you know, $400 or less, you can get a, a CZ or a Canic or, or a Smith and Wesson. I mean, some of these guns, you know, definitely well under $500. Any of these are, you know, good, reliable quality firearms. And all you have to do is undo a couple of screws and you're ready to go. Yeah. 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 The only thing really left to solve is this, the debacle of mounting plates and, and optic footprints and all that kind the, of stuff. The micro, the micro market seems to have settled, you know, with the, the shield RMS footprint. Right. Uh, that, that seems to, I don't think if anybody's actually sat down and signed it in blood, but it seems to have become your industry standard. But yeah, the, your, your quote unquote full size pistol optic, your, your RMR 507, yeah. you know, um, vortex venom size yeah they're they're still got at least four or five different uh you know footprints out there and honestly i don't know if that's going to settle itself or or if uh you know like the micro market has or if everyone's just going to kind of keep sliding into one of these you know more proprietary niches with it i i kind of hope they sort of unify and make it a little simpler but i don't know that's uh if i knew anything i'd be running the place <laughs> yeah, no, that is a, that's a, a problem to be solved. Uh, so hopefully we can continue to move in the right direction on that. Well, uh, Tommy, I appreciate you coming on. Oh, uh, I appreciate you having me. It's, you know, it's, it's cool to be given a forum to voice my ideas without being yelled at and, and, uh, asked about batteries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, thank you again. And I'm sure there will still be people taking what you say out of, context and misrepresenting it but uh well you know that's what twitter's for i think right exactly you know and for everyone else out there uh, i think you should consider uh taking new shooters out and getting them started on optics uh maybe even before iron sights because it's probably time to evolve all right i, I agree wholeheartedly if you enjoyed this episode of the in block press podcast then please consider sharing it with a friend or becoming a subscriber. For more, visit inblockpress.com.